Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Help me tell you, but say, neighbor, it's so beautiful to see you tonight. Alright, so I'm going to try and teach again tonight. I... I'm going to try and teach again tonight. We'll be looking at the person of the Holy Spirit and how that the Holy Spirit helps us. Please follow me closely. We've been talking about the person of the Holy Spirit and how that the Holy Spirit is not fire, is not wind. The Holy Spirit is not cloud. The Holy Spirit is not oil. Even though he may express himself in those elements, we said emphatically that the Holy Spirit is a person. And if you've had a friend before, like that song that says, help me know you are here. It's possible to be in a place and ignore a person. How many of you in your life have ever felt ignored before? How many of you had a crush on someone? And you felt ignored? Let me see your hands. Not too many people. In your secondary school days, SS2, SS2, her name was Anita. And you loved her so much. But as much as you tried to catch her attention, she just, so we use the word snob. She's a snob, Abby? Yes, she's a snob, or is a snob, because he doesn't give you the kind of attention that you want. All right? So sometimes the Holy Spirit can feel snobbed. Or feel ignored because of how we treat him. I said in my first teaching that the Holy Spirit is a person because he speaks, he has a voice. The Holy Spirit speaks. Number two, he has a will. Number three, he has feelings. I said that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. And one way to grieve the Holy Spirit is to constantly disobey him. I said the Holy Spirit can fellowship can be friends. And for those of us who love football, how many of you love football? Let me see. I love football very well. You know, when you're watching football, football is sweeter when you watch it in a fellowship. Hmm? You sit in your house and they're beating Arsenal. You know, if it's particularly with your who, who beat Arsenal last? Eh? Newcastle. They beat Arsenal. What's the score? 1-0. And that's not where now. Who did they beat very well recently? <laughs> what did they give them? Why is man you always suffering like that? Where is praise? Praise. Praise. You guys, what are you guys doing? The last time, because I don't watch too much of football, but the last time someone told me about man, I think they give them 8-2 or something. It's like basketball. Just beat them like that. What kind of thing is that? So let's assume that you are, it's your team now that is beating man you. As much as you guys are winning, you will not feel, you will not feel that beat very well until maybe if you are watching it, you know, together in the group. 
Ah, it's very sweet. My, my, my brother-in-law likes football so much. I mean, if he's watching the match, he will call his friends. They will do joint call. They will do joint call throughout the entire uh, match. And they're on the phone throughout. Everybody in the household, everybody's watching the TV. Everybody's seeing what's going on. Everybody's still talking. I, I, can't, I can't imagine that. That's how powerful fellowship can be. The Holy Spirit wants to fellowship with you. He wants to speak with you. He wants to talk to you. And he's been sent to you by God to be with you. So I said he speaks, he, wants, he can fellowship. I said again that the Holy Spirit has a mind. I said he sees. He can be resisted. I said all that. And if you go through the notes, you remember. And I said in the end that it can be quenched. And I emphasize that we should not quench the Holy Spirit. In explaining that the Holy Spirit can be quenched, please follow me because I'm trying to teach. I want to teach tonight. In the sense that the Holy Spirit can be quenched, I said that if you keep trying to get someone's attention, you can get to a point where you, you stop. Hmm? Let's say you've tried and tried and tried. You know, you did everything, but the girl is not, you can quench your fire. There was a particular girl that I was going to ask out before I met my wife. So, she quenched my spirit. See that? So, let me, let me tell you what, what happened. Now, Songs of Solomon, Songs of chapter 1, said something. I would have loved to show you that scripture. Let me, it's not part of my, it's not part of my, my sermon, but as I wanted to say this story now, the, the scripture came to my mind. Songs of Solomon. We just open it, we'll stay. When I say this story, we'll come back there. It should be in chapter 1. Let me find it. Okay. Songs of Solomon chapter. Okay, it's chapter 5. Um, Duma is not in the house, Abby. She's not in the house. So, peace. Uh, look at Songs of Solomon chapter 5, verse. We're going to look at verse. Um, what do we start from? Verse 3. What does verse 3 say? I have put off my coat. Oh, go, go, no, 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 no. Let's start from verse verse 1. Okay, so we're going to, we are going to read this story. Um, we're going to read this story and then I'm going to explain, I'm going to explain what I'm saying about quenching the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of us would give a testimony that there was a time in our life, you know, you are beginning to feel that thing again, but there was a time in your life that you always felt the Holy Spirit talking to you. You felt him wake you up in the night to pray. You felt him interrupt you. When you're talking to someone, you can say, no, that thing you said is too harsh change it or tell him you're sorry or while you're typing he's telling you as if it's delete it delete delete no no don't say that ah, that's, ah, how can you say that delete it stop that you know but if you constantly quench the Holy Spirit you find out that at the time you're no longer feeling him talk to you again like that so this particular lady you know my friend was trying to walk him up with me my friend Gaze you guys know Gaze Gaze and that lady, Gaze knows that lady better than I do know her. They were in YDI, Young Disciples International in the Bath Mahalo University. And so I, you see, I entered the relationship by the Spirit. I didn't enter a relationship because I was old enough. I entered a relationship because I knew God said it was time. You see, I was young, I was 22. 22, but I knew God said it was time. To enter a relationship. So when I was coming down from the staircase and God said, Philip, I said, yes, Lord. 
I said, it's time for you to get into it. I wasn't with anybody. I wasn't seeing anybody with a girlfriend. I wasn't feeling intimidated by anybody. So, so it was not about whether my friends, all of them are posting on Instagram. There was no Instagram in that time. There was no other stuff we have now. We don't have it there. So it was not about competition or comprising. The Lord said it was time. So when the Lord said it was time, I looked up and I saw a lady coming. I said, that must be the lady. You can imagine that. <laughs> because it is time. And I looked up and I saw a lady. I said, that must be the lady. So I said, let me wait for the second confirmation. I was in church by the next Sunday and I saw her coming. Ah, I said, this must be the lady. I mean, I've been in this fellowship for a while and I didn't know this lady. So this must be the lady. So I told my friend, Gaze. Gaze has a way around women that I mean, I was, I didn't know much. I never had, I mean, I never had a girlfriend in my life. Can you beat that? Four day level. No girlfriend in my entire life. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I, Gaze now began to give me tips. See, this is how to do it. You know, I'm going to find out. So Gaze went and spoke with the girl. This is what she likes. She likes a particular Christian novelist. There's this Christian novel. I can't remember the name of that. Frank something. Francis River. Hey, hey, hey Jesus. How did you guys know it? <laughs> <laughs> so I now rushed to the bookshop. Taleb buying Francis River. You know, so I was, I didn't, I, I didn't have a way around this thing. So, and then I tried to, of course, I was on fellowship. We got to start talking. And guess who was doing some back-end tech work to ensure that the app, app does not crash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he just kept on me. I said, look, I'm trying, you know, but the girl is just behaving somehow. And at that time, we used to have free call, midnight call, um, what they call those things. Extra cool, all this kind of thing. So we wanted, I wanted to take advantage of that. You know, I was just throwing everything at this lady and she was just snobbing me. You know, I, I don't really have much patience, patience like that. You know, I'm like, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. Ah. I mean, 7.7 billion people on the face of the world. Jesus, one person. They gave me for granted for what? So when I try, 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 you know, and she plays the guitar. So I told her, I said, would you like to place me guitar? I said, no, that a string has cut. <laughs> I said, talk, no problem. She was just doing that thing. I'll try to call her. After I've told her I'm going to call her in the midnight, she, we have already agreed, then I'll call her, call her, call her, call her. She will not pick. I want to sleep. I said, she slept off me. You know, she was just, you know, all those kind of things that we do to the Holy Spirit. She was not doing those kind of things too. This is wants to talk to you in the night. See, I slept off me. <laughs> so, one day, and I'd, I'd met Pastor Fumi then, but we're not like that, you get. So one day, I didn't see her in church. I was on my way to this lady's room. She stays in block two, room six, alumni. Now, Pastor Fumi stays in block two, room 12. He said, for your shame, I will give you. Now, <laughs> now, so I was coming from church. Pastor Fumi didn't come to church that day. So I now called Pastor Fumi. Ah, you're not in church. Oh. I was just on my way to that lady's room when I called her. We're not in church. Ah, Pastor Fumi, yeah, it's true. I was not in church. Oh. Where are you now? Where are you now? I said, I said, I'm on my way to say, no, 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 no. Come, come. I'm, I'm at Fudge. Come and meet me where I am. I said, like that. He said, yes, come, 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 wait. I can't wait to see you. Ah, I just stunned. 
That was the last day. That was the last day I called that girl. That was the last day I went to see her. That was the last day I even greeted her. Last day. Last day. She quenched my fire. Now, where I'm going, this is where I'm going. You get the, 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 where I'm taking this story to, you understand it now. That Songs of Solomon, chapter 5, start from verse 2. Start it in NLT. Songs of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 2. NLT, what does it say? I have entered my garden. Yes. My treasure, mm-hmm. my bride. Mm-hmm. I gather myrrh with my spices. Yes. I eat honeycombs with my honey. Yes. I drink wine with my milk. Yes. O lover and beloved, eat and drink. Yes, drink deeply of your love. I slept, but my heart was awake. That's verse 2. Yes. Yes. When I heard my lover knocking and calling. Now, my lover was knocking and calling, but my, I was sleeping, but my heart was awake. What do you want to say next? Open to me, my treasure, my darling, my dove. Open my to me, my treasure, my darling, my dove. Open to me. What, what happened? My perfect one. Yes. My head is drenched with dew. My hair with the dampness of the night. The lover was outside in the cold. And said, my hair is drenched with dew. I'm here outside in the cold. What did she say? But I responded. Yes. I have taken off my robe. I've removed my clothes. Should I get dressed again? So I will now stand up. Again. And... I have washed my feet. I will now use this feet that I've washed to, to step on this ground. I will now step on this ground again after I've washed these feet. As if she will not use that feet to touch the ground tomorrow. <laughs> what did she say again? My lover tried to unlatch the door. So he tried to put his hands to open it by himself from the back. What happened? And my heart thrilled within me. Yes. I jumped up to open the door for my love. When I jumped up to open the door, what did I meet? And my hands dripped with perfume. His fragrance. His fragrance, his perfume was there, left at the door. What happened? My fingers dripped with lovely mirror. Yes. As I pulled back the bolts. Yes. I opened to my lover. Yes. But he was gone. He has gone. By the time I opened to him, he had gone. What now happened to me? My heart sunk. Yes. I searched for him. Yes. But could not find him anywhere. Yes. I called to him. Yes. But there was no reply. So what happened? The night watchmen found me. Yes. As they made their rounds, they beat and they bruised They beat Shaggy. They beat, don't be stupid in our body. Because all the while our lover was at the door. She kept hesitating. Here was the Holy Spirit craving for relationship. Are you following me this night? So when that lady that was behaving like this lady to me, by the time she came out of the door, I was gone. So one day she saw me because I would walk past her window. To room 12. You know, she's staying in room 6. So one of her friends says, ah, Okay, this your toaster has moved on. He said, It's a lie. He said, Look at it. When I met Pastor Fumi, Pastor Fumi sings alto, like this girl sings alto. 
she plays the guitar and she had written about a hundred songs she was willing to play for me. Now, the Bible says the first Adam was not the will of God. The last Adam. Because when Gaze called me, Gaze said, Philip, I know you are the man of the spirit. So what happened between this girl? I said, because the first Adam <laughs> is not the will of God. Because the first covenant was not perfect. <laughs> that was why I must find a scripture for everything. So she saw me one day in front of the alumni gates, talking to Pastor Fumi. And she walked up to me. She saw me and said, please, I want to see you. So I went and so I said, what? How are you doing? She said, ah, it's that lady. I said, that's my girlfriend. Is it girlfriend? What about us? I said, there was, there was no us. We never existed. So that's my girlfriend. Throughout my stay in school, she kept trying. When I went to law school, even after I graduated, she would call me with strange numbers. Just to hear my voice. And then she would now call me maybe two days after with her number. I said, I was the one that called you. I just wanted to ask, are you still in that relationship? She did that for many years. She kept longing for something that was at a beck and call and she wasted. The Bible says, do not quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now he's longing for you. He's stretching towards you. Look at all these meetings you are having, all these things that is happening. That's the Holy Spirit. You can hear his voice. You know you hear his voice clearer now. He's speaking to you, my daughter, my son. This is the time to respond. Are you following my point? This is not the time to begin to form like you are, you are. You have a plan of your own. It's the time to say, Jesus, I am willing to walk with you. Don't quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. I mentioned that. When we started, I said quite a number of things. I said you cannot know the Holy Spirit by teaching about him or talking about him. That you know the Holy Spirit only by walking with him. I said you cannot know someone in a group agreement, which he emphasized that while he was doing his work, his prayers. I said being familiar with someone does not translate into true knowledge. You can be familiar with someone and not, that doesn't mean that you know the person. All right? I said how do I become friends with the Holy Spirit? I spoke about desire. I'm deliberately going through this recap. Desire, John chapter 4, says if you know him that speaks with you, you would ask him for water. You desire it. I desire the, way, I desire the faith of the Holy Spirit. I wanted, him, I wanted him to talk to me. I said if there was anything like the Holy Spirit, I want him to talk to me. I wanted the Holy Spirit to talk to me so badly. And I spoke with him. And I said this all the time. I said, you know, anything you don't desire, you won't have. You have to desire it. Number two, I said practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. Practice it. How, does, how do you practice it? You, are, you stay in awareness of the Holy Spirit. I mean, if you drive with me, if, you, if you're in my car or you stay around me for, for two hours, you could hear me say, thank you, Jesus, like 10 times in two hours. So if I say, thank you, Jesus, thank, my children are familiar with it. Say, thank you, Jesus. Before they say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. After a while, they saw that ah, this guy is not talking to us. Because thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What am I doing? 
I'm making sure that I have an atmosphere around me that I'm aware of God. Then I try, like I said, to ensure that I have, you know, I don't want to make this a religion or some form of formula, but music helps me have an atmosphere. So I, I try to saturate my atmosphere with the kind of music, you know, that can help me flow with the Holy Spirit. And if I can't do that, I stay in tune. My Bible my says making melody in your heart. I read you all those scriptures last week. So you go back and listen to the sermons. I say making melody in your heart to the Lord. Constantly, there's a melody in your heart. There's a song in your heart. You see, if you stay with, with the presence of God like that, you will not be able to commit sin. You see, the reason why you went to meet that boy and he off your pants is that for that moment, you tuned off. Are you following my point? It's normal. Look, these things are very practical. Christians don't fall into sin. We walk into it. We take steps. Seven steps to sin. Seven highways to fornication. We take deliberate, intentional steps. There is nothing you fell into, like I was saying last week, that the Holy Spirit did not warn you about. Nothing. When you started that chat, this chat is going to lead to flirting. You know. Are you following my point? Before you knew it, you started flirting. But when you started the chat, the Holy Spirit came and quickly warned you that there's no need for this chat. Hmm? So, if you practice friends of God, it will be difficult. Introverts have this very beautiful gift. And if an introvert here, you don't know what God has done for you. Let me tell you the truth. That's why you see John the Beloved had such an intimate relationship with Jesus that none of the disciples had. He was the one that Jesus Christ called intimates with his plan for the end of the world. Look at something as powerful as the book of Revelation. None of the disciples, none of them had that depth of revelation. Are you following my point? The only person that had something close to that in scriptures was Daniel. And Daniel too was, 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 although we can't say introvert or extrovert, but there was no so much about him saying anything or doing anything. He was very close to him. He had just three friends and he had just three friends for the rest of his life. Shadrach, Meshach. In fact, when the, when the governor, when they promoted him, he begged the governor to please help him promote his friends too because that is a circle. They don't have a very big circle. Just small circle. People who have just kind of small circle, small friendships, small, you don't know what God has done for you. You don't know. People that are loud everywhere, sometimes they are too loud to hear God. It takes, you see, when the Bible says, be still and know that I'm the Lord. And it says he spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. If you can't hear God, you are either not still enough or you are not small enough. Did you get what I just said? So that stillness, the ability to be still. An introvert can sit down here and not talk. And you can be having very beautiful relationships, beautiful communi communication with God. Me is a discipline. I have to discipline myself to sit down here. God had to teach me how to sit still. Sit down here. Jesus says, sit down here till I make your enemies so first. To sit down. Our bomb bomb does not need to sit. Before you know, pshah, we have jump up. There's something. But introverts have that beautiful gift. If you're an introvert here, I tell you, you should take advantage of this. You can sit here. You're not talking too much. You're not everywhere. You can listen to someone. You can have a very beautiful relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can have a secret place that is very powerful. You can get so much depth from God that a loud person is not getting. 
The first time I sat, I sat for one hour. The Holy Ghost said, I should sit down here. For one hour. It was like everlasting upon everlasting. I have finished praying by 11 a.m. I remember that day. 11 a.m. I was done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for asking my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. What did he say? I want to tell you something by 12. I said, that's next one. I said, yes. He said, sit down here till I tell you. I said, wait. Are you saying that I'm going to sit down here for one hour? He said, yes. Be beholding my beauty. I said, what? One hour? I'll sit down here. I will not start. He said, don't. I said, okay, can I be worshiping? He said, don't worship me. Just keep short and sit down here for one hour. It was punishment. But I had to sit. Have you, can you imagine me sitting down for one hour? Doing nothing. No phones, no chat, nothing. Drop everything. Just be building the glory. One hour. By 12, he spoke to me. And he gave me very exact prophetic word for someone. He says, Philip, I need to teach you to be still in your mind. Some of us, our mind is too busy. Even though we are quiet, we are not talking, but all kinds of things is going on. We are cooking more money, we are cooking right. Every, all kinds of activities. We are, we are just doing many things. You are visiting your friend. You are watching. You are, you are remembering a movie you have watched. You, are, you, can, you, cannot, you cannot have a blank mind. Your mind is so busy like a capital shop. So much noise. Sit still. So when you practice his presence, you grow your friendship with him. When you walk, can you walk with the Holy Spirit? I know you like to pray in tongues very loud. But can you talk to the Holy Spirit? Can you take a walk and just talk to the Holy Spirit? And let the Holy Spirit tell you his, his mind about things. Beautiful. Beautiful, I tell you. The last way to be friends is prompt obedience. I don't want to spend too much time. I've spent too much time already on this regard. All right? Prompt obedience. Prompt obedience. Prompt obedience. Prompt obedience. Okay? Quickly, let's go to the book of John chapter 14, verse 16. John chapter 14, verse 16. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the utterance. Thank you for the gift of teaching. Thank you for the anointing to teach. John chapter 14, verse 16. What does it say? Help me. And I will pray the Father. I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. He will give you another comforter, yes. That he may abide with you forever. That will abide with you. Now, if you go to Amplified Version, can you go to Amplified very quickly? The same, same verse, John chapter 14, verse 16, says, I will pray the Father and will give you another. And I explained that the meaning of another is another of the same kind. Give me another white shirt. Give me another black suit. Give me another black shoe. It's another. Jesus himself is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is another comforter. Of the same kind. What does Amplified say? Media. Amplified. And I will ask the Father. Yes. And he will give you another helper. Another helper. Comforter. So he explains what that helper means. He says number one is a comforter. Number two. Advocate. Advocate. Intercessor. Is an intercessor. Counselor. Is a counselor. Strengthener. Is a strengthener. When you are, when you are weak, it strengthens you. Yes. Standby. Is a standby. So after mentioning all the things that he is, he now said he's a standby. There's something we call omnibus clause in law. Omnibus clause is a clause that applies for all. So having been your strengthener, having been your counselor, having been your, 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 your encourager, is now a standby. That means any other thing. The Holy Spirit is just a standby. How many of you would like to have a standby check? Just, just an account that's just standby. Like if you want to, want, to, want, to, want to get one millionaire, it's a standby you know, check like that or account like that. That's the Holy Spirit. Just stand by. 
All right? The world that we live in is a very terrible place. This world. This world is so terrible, it's so wicked. And it's getting more wicked every day. I even heard that there was a coastal bus one chance about four weeks ago. That one chance, I jacked coastal bus. I've never believed, I can't believe that. I mean, I've heard of Texas. So to have the confidence to hijack a full coaster, our world is wicked. And our world is, is so terrible that it is suicidal to attempt to leave, bring it down, JD, to attempt to live in this world without supernatural assistance. It's, it's like killing yourself. It's so, it's so wicked. Somebody gave a testimony one day in church. He said he stood at area one, that busy road, that area one, if you're going towards Apple, and where they stood, motor came, hit somebody there. Person died. Straight there. Ah! Person has died. No, no, no. They packed the person while they were there, packing and you know, assisting and doing all that. Another car came, hit another person, killed the person there. Ah! So he quickly moved to the other side. When he moved there, Moto came and hit somebody there and killed one person there. While they were arguing, that was happening. They heard that Moto had killed somebody across the road. They crossed to go and see. The person that he crossed with, and they were saying, this world is a wicked place. So Moto came and hit the person. Now, you cannot imagine the kind of ritualists that's in that area that needed blood that day. This world is so wicked that it is suicidal to attempt to live in it without some form of supernatural assistance. In the book of Psalms chapter 74, verse 20. Psalms 74, verse 20. Can you help me with that? Please. Psalms 74, verse 20. Psalms 74, verse 20. What does it say? Have respect unto the covenant. Have respect unto the covenant. For the dark places of the earth. The dark places of this earth. Are full of the habitations of cruelty. Full of habitation of cruelty. Cruelty. You cannot imagine the amount of cruelty is in this world. People butchering their girlfriends. People killing their friends. Cruelty. Some things are too cruel to even think. Human being. My friend said they were... They were coming from a, where they went to go and watch football in a particular state. I don't want to mention the state, but I mentioned the state. Some of you might come from that state. And the, the driver of the governor was declared missing. You know, and all that. But they were coming, before the driver was declared missing, they were coming from where they went to watch football, around 1 a.m. in the middle of the night, and they were walking. And they were hearing some form of incantations because the, the, the mother of the governor lives around that area. So when they moved, because they were going to pass a bush path to go to their hostel, they were hearing the incantations was loud. So one of them bends down and says, you climb my back. See what's going on. Climbed the back of the friend. By the time he saw, the driver was upside down. They were butchering him and they were, the blood was dripping. The governor was kneeling down under the driver as the blood was dripping with incantations. That is the kind of world. You see, everywhere you turn, there's no fair play. There's no fair play anywhere. This world, everywhere you turn, somebody's playing foul. Somebody's using something. Somebody's using their body. Somebody's using money. Somebody's using influence. Somebody's using some undue advantage. Whether it's politics, whether it's the job you went for, for, for interview. You'll be shocked that people came there with Ivupa. 
People came there with banter. You know what they call banter? You don't know banter. Banter. Banter is a native belt. It's just that you wear it under. It doesn't hold your trust, it holds your spirit. It is so terrible that one day Pastor Jebe said that all the pastors should remove their clothes. They locked the doors. They locked the doors. Nobody must come out. All the pastors, everybody remove your clothes. When they removed the clothes of pastors, they saw banter. So people are even adding something to Jesus. Why are you pastoring? So even pastoring now is no longer fair, no longer fair play. Now you are there. Say, why is our church not growing? Look at that other church. Look at that other. You don't know what they have done. Are you following my point? So it is suicidal to want to do business. Look at the place. You want to do business in a place like Abuja. Abuja is a, is a land that swallows its people. You want to do business in high waters? High level business in the name of billions and you don't know that there are things that go round in this city. You are just going blindly, blindly. If you know what's happening in the city in the night, you'll be shocked. A Christian just stand up, blah, young. Come out. Have absolutely no idea what's going on. There are things happening in the spirit. I was there. I saw him at twice. In front of pension, Shigidi. They put Shigidi. In front of pension commission, he will say two. I did not say Marabao. We'll say two. We'll say two. The heart of the city. Shigidi. You know Shigidi? You don't know Shigidi. <laughs> Shigidi is some form of carved, uh, masqueradic, kind of short dwarf. You know, my father was an herbalist. So these are my colleagues. <laughs> when I saw it, I turned around. I could not believe it. I came down. Ah, this is Shigidi now. <laughs> I even snap it. People were, people were passing. I wanted to go and call a policeman and say, please, we only deal with human beings. We don't, we don't converse with gods. It will say two. It will say two. When you talk, people were civilized. People should be civilized. People should be intellectual with their approach to things. People are introducing Shigidi. They were going to renovate my wife's office. Federal power service. If you don't work in civil service, you don't understand. You can't put your cup like this. You can't drink water drop cup. You can't do that. You know you can't do that. You can't just walk away and put. They can lay something on your chair. They were going to renovate. They remove Shigidi from the fence. How did Shigidi? Enter the fence. Are you following my point? So the, where we live, are you, are you understand what I'm saying? Where we live is a very cruel world where parents are killing their children. Fathers are raping their daughters. It is almost impossible to live in this world without some form of supernatural assistance. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to help you you need the Holy Spirit to guide you. People are getting more and more deceptive. To even engage somebody that you don't know who you're engaging. Maybe you're engaging somebody's husband. 
You need supernatural discernment to pick husband or pick wife in the church. Are you following my point? You need the Holy Spirit to help you, to assist you. Jesus, even though he was God in the flesh, was nameless in court, unknown and ordinary until the day that the Holy Ghost came. He, he couldn't do anything without the Holy Spirit. He couldn't perform any miracle without the Holy Spirit. Acts of the Temple study is a very popular scripture. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power went about doing good. He could not do all that. So if you imagine Jesus who was Word, who was the Word of God himself. Jesus who was God himself. Incarnate. Came to the world. Yet could not do anything. He could not achieve his purpose. He could not achieve what God wants for him. Until the Holy Spirit came. How much more we? How much more we? In John chapter 5 verse 30. He said I can of myself do nothing. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said I cannot do anything. Some of us, God has given us a business. And we are doing it with common sense. God opened the door for you, opened, the, opened an opportunity for you, and you are not even asking the Holy Spirit, how do I go about this? How do I go about this? Jesus Christ says, I can do nothing. I can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. He confessed his insufficiency in himself. That's Jesus. That's in John chapter 5, verse 30. Right Matthew chapter 10, verse 19. To 20. Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 to 20. Give to me, please. Matthew 10, 19 to 20. Matthew 10, 19 to 20. What does it say? Yes. Followed him. Yes. And so did his disciples. Yes. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, yes. 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Okay. For she said within herself, mm -hmm. if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about and when he no, saw that's her... No, that's not what you want to read. Are you sure it's 19? I was reading 19. Is that 19? It was 9, not 10. Sorry. Okay. But when they deliver you up... Take no thought how or yeah, what, what ye shall speak. Take note of what you shall on how what you shall speak, yes. For it shall be given you in that same hour yes. what ye shall speak. Yes. For it is not ye that speak. It's not ye that speak. But the spirit of your father which speaketh so, through you. Jesus Christ said that it's possible for the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Some of us are into business, you are going for, for pitch presentation, for proposal. Now, they are going to give this job to about ten of you. And they want you guys to come and talk. Some of the guys have already eaten Atari. You know Atari? Ah, I don't want to introduce people to all this kind of thing. They have, they have eaten something before they came. I'm telling the truth. I'm an, I'm my, sorry, my father was an abbot. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. People that were working with my father in the office, they think they were working with my ordinary woman being. People that were working with my father, my father was a custom officer. He, we are in from a good office. They don't know he's an abbot. They don't know this man. You're, you're, all of them are wondering why is he making? Why is he progressing? Why is it that they are giving? They don't know that this guy is an analyst, and he does not even go to office without first consulting consulting the oracle. My brother does not even talk to us. Us, his children, he does not respond to any human being until he has first spoken to the idol. And he would go and eat stuff and do stuff and now wear custom uniform and go to office. And another Christian is just there. I hope after eating a bar, just come and sit down. I'm wondering what's happening here. 
It says, take note of it. says, the Holy Spirit can speak through you. So you can get assistance. You are standing in a place and there's a problem. You have prepared yourself. You have done all you can do. But then they came up with a practical problem and said, what if you're in this situation, what do you do? At that point, it says, the Holy Spirit can assist you. Can help you speak. It says, take note of what you shall say. The Holy Spirit. It says, the Spirit of your Father which dwells in you can speak through you. Alright? If you look at Acts chapter 26 verse 22, Paul says, by the help of God, I have continued unto this day. By the help of God. Acts 26 verse 22. Paul says, by the help of God, I continued. Some of us tried. We started, but we could not continue. All this atmosphere, you're loving it because it's fire, firing you up. But this was not the first time you felt the Holy Ghost like this. Why couldn't you continue? Paul says, by the help of God. Have you started something that you could not continue? Let me see your hands. You started something and you stopped. Yes. But Paul says, by the help of God, by the help of his spirit, Acts, the, please write it down, Acts chapter 26, verse 22, I continued. Psalms 18, verse 29. Psalms 18, verse 29. Media, please put that on screen. Psalms 18, verse 29. It says, by the help of God, I was able to run through a troop. And by God's help, I leaped over a wall. You can do impossible things by the help of God. I leaped over a wall. Is there a wall in your life? You can leap over it. Is there a troop standing in front of you? Enemies, you can run through that troop. By the help. I'm laying the foundation by the help of God. In 1 Samuel, I love this one. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. What does it say? 1 Samuel 12, verse 6. What does it say? Hmm? Read for me, and please. And Samuel, Samuel said, said unto the people, yes. it is the Lord that advanced Moses it and Aaron. It was the Lord that advanced. Do you see the word advanced? People saw Moses marching. Ba, 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 ba. Conquer the Amalekites, conquer the Hittites, conquer the Hivites. Conquer. Ah. Samuel said it was the Lord that was advancing that guy. How did Moses stand before the Amalekites? How did he stand before the enemies of God? It was the Lord. It was the Lord. It was the Lord. It was not by the strength of Moses. It was the Lord. It was the Lord that helped Moses. When he stood before Pharaoh and he threw down his rod and the rod became a snake. You would have thought that because of the heavy presence of God that the rod of the magicians should not work. That's what most of us are expecting. That when I stand here like this, it will not work. But in your presence, there are charms is working. So when he turned into a snake... <laughs> Pharaoh must have laughed and said, <laughs> so these small, small tricks. You learned this from here now, Moses. So you, show him. And the magicians all threw their rods. He became snake. When he became snake, the rod of Moses first swallowed his saliva. <clears throat> swallowed them one after the other. And the Bible says, he remained the same. That means they were full to fete. They were empty jargons. Because he swallowed them, he didn't change. He did not even grow it. But he walked. That means you couldn't have delivered Israel from the hands of these people without the help of God. He says, God says, I will judge the gods of... So when he was dealing with Egypt, he was dealing with the gods of Egypt. God wants to open an industry to you. You want to enter politics in this place. And you don't understand that you must advance by the help of God. You want to enter some, some of us are thinking of entering into oil. Do you know the giants that are in oil? Some of us are thinking of entering and saying, no, 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 no. It's tech now. Oil is old technology. Tech, 
you are bringing electrical cars, it's tech we're going on. Do you know the giants that are already in tech? And God is going to open that door for you. You must advance by the Holy Spirit. Samuel said it was God that advanced Moses. How are we advancing as a church? It is God. I was telling my wife as we come, I said, this December will make it two years that we enter this place. Two years. They don't burn us away. My parents would have beaten me if they were alive, if they heard that I was going to do this kind of thing. It didn't make any sense. For instance, so I've come here. How are we about less than 200? When we came to 1,200 sita. <laughs> Church. There are pastors that felt for me. They called me and advised me. That this is not wise. But it was the Lord that advanced us. The things that you are doing, you leap through a wall. You run through a troop. It was the Lord. If you are going to be able to do that and achieve great things, you must understand that it must be by the help of God through his spirit. I love that scripture. Second chapter 3 verse 5, the Bible says, it is not that we are sufficient of ourselves, but the Holy Spirit is our sufficiency. The first thing that the Holy Spirit helps you do, I wrote out eight things. I obviously cannot finish. I was talking about two, and I'll close. We'll continue on Sunday. All right? The first thing that the Holy Spirit helps you do, you will like this one. Number one, the Holy Spirit helps you be holy. Is the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit does, you don't have to be holy to have the Holy Spirit. My friend told me one day, he said, Pastor Philip, I don't think God's going to give me his Holy Spirit. I said, why do you think so? He said, because I'm not holy. I said, if you are holy or you can be holy by yourself, then you don't need the Holy Spirit. Your unholiness is your qualification for the Holy Spirit. You see, our weakness is an attraction for God. Our weakness is said to Paul, he says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Heaven does not help who helps themselves. Heaven helps those who cannot help themselves. You see, the moment you show God strength, ah, you are going to be there for a long time. So of us are where we are today because we are showing God strength. And God is waiting for us to finish our strength. You would have made a lot of advancement in your life, but because you came to God with a feeling of, I can do it, God said, ah, okay, 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 you know what? Let's just give him a chance. By the time you have run around and you have wasted like 10 years of your life and you are now ready, God say, okay. It's as if he has found out now. You know, some of us, the reason why we don't have a spouse is that we think that we're beautiful. So you're asking us that, ah, ah. someone like me, there's no way I cannot be married. You'll be shocked. You have come with a... Are you following my point? And some of us too, we came out with first class. That's why we don't have a job. There's some form of resolve and, you know, conclusion that, ah, ah. And God said, ah, if we do this thing for this guy now, nobody will be able to know we are the ones that did it. Let us wait. You will soon be tired. You see, survivors around the swimming pool have been trained that when somebody falls into the pool, if you jump in with them, there's something they call survivor instinct. It's the strongest instinct in man. Survivor. Some of us, don't, you, don't, you don't know what you can do until lion enter this place. 
You see, when the lion enters this place now, the world has not seen the fastest runner. What's the name of that fastest guy? He will be learning. He will take notes from you. <laughs> Are you following my point? He will bring out notes. You don't know your potential yet. And that's why one of the ways to succeed is to put yourself on the edge where you have to succeed. So far, you keep giving yourself an opportunity to fail. You will not succeed. You must put yourself on the edge where it becomes a full pop. You must succeed, though. You must succeed. There's a way to put yourself like that. You live, your, you live on the edge. Are you following my point? So when, when survivors see a person who falls into the river, they can do two things. They either leave him. Let him take a few Jacobs. When he now becomes calm, they can bring him out. If they jump in with him and he grabs them, you see, if a, a man that is drowning grab you, ah, you don't know, you cannot swim. Up. No matter how strong you are, swimmer, two of you are going down. So they either wait for him to exhaust, let him, go, let him exhaust his energy, then they bring him out, or they give him a blow, blah, and knock him out, and then bring him out. That's how some of us are showing God's strength. I can do it. I can do it. You came out from the university. You have a very rich, robust CV. You even studied abroad. But no job. God is waiting for you. Some of us, God has called us into ministry. You are showing God. Is it not a ministry thing? <laughs> We've done the thing on campus. You know some of the people that we saw on campus, where are they now? If I sit down now and I list the guys that were the happening guys, I was not even part of the... You see, God taught me humility very early in my life, and I'm very happy. You know when God taught me humility? You know when God taught me humility? When I went to go and sleep in that guest house. When I went to go and sleep in that guest house, and God said, stay in this church. And I was under punishment. And they asked me to sit at the back. And I believed that I was the main guy in this church. And that things all revolve around me. You see, but when I was under suspension, I was not running things again. I was not thinking that God would say, what? You people punish my son? <laughs> you will never see me here again. Instead of that, God went to kunai with those people. And he was still healing their sick. You see, what pained me most was I was doing all those things without me. As I sat in that place, and there were testimonies every Sunday, and none of those testimonies had Brother Philip, you know, Brother Philip, I went to, pray, I went to meet Brother Philip, and went, none of them. I was dying every day. God took every ego I had and tore it to shreds. He said, I can do anything without you. So I learned. So when I left that place, I was very humble. I knew that I was nothing without God. So, but some of those guys that we had on campus, mommy this, mommy that, sisters called, fathers called, brothers called, aunties called, that we thought that this, all these chords were going to play good music. They did not play anything. Some of them now are working as marketer somewhere. People that, you know, you thought that they were getting So they came out like that, that's we already have been doing it. They came, they, they came out with that arrogance. They were, they were this, they were that. I can, if, I, if I look back now, I was asking my friend, I said, where are all these guys? They intimidated everybody. 
campus, campus, ordinary campus, campus boys. They already have protocol. I'm telling you, people that you, that you I could have slapped your face. They were already doing like this. Students with low GP. They're already doing like this. I'm telling you that. They were already doing like this. Nobody could talk to them. The fellowship gave them a special room where they were there as presidents and all those kind of things. And they come out. Yes. These are people that you're even older than. That normally on the knobs, if, they, if you handle this person, you beat the lot of them. We were just there. The worst were the sisters. You know, women like to intimidate women. The sisters called. Sisters, sisters called. They were already cooking for these people. They were washing their clothes. I don't even know what I'm talking about. All those papas they enjoy. Cooler ministry. I'm telling you. And they had the infantry to even sit on marriage committees. When another brother would really love his, love his sister, I spoke to the sister, and, they, and they, maybe the president had it high on that sister. Then no. No way there. I'm telling you fact. And the, pres- pre- the president was cutting off people's love because the president had, I'm telling you the truth, destroying things as if they would not come out of university. When they came out, they felt nothing. Or food to fetch it. Life doesn't know this. When you come out, you, look, you first look for a job. When you trek the streets of Marina, you carry your clay bag. You know clay bag? By the time you carry clay bag and you trek, and you hear, we are sorry, we are sorry, we are sorry, we are sorry. You hear like 10, we are sorry. You know. But they were so arrogant. Your weakness attracts God. That show of insufficiency. You see, no matter how much I prepare, I will say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. If you can read my lips, you'll be hearing it. You'll be saying, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. I'm a man that needs help. I mean, I've prayed. I mean, I've fasted. I mean, I've fasted for days. I'm not eating anything. I will not say, after all, we have been fasting. I will go on my knees and I will beg God to help me. It is that insufficiency when he said to Paul, my strength is perfect in your weakness. The first thing the Holy Spirit does for you is to help you be holy. There is no true revival without repentance. Every true revival, every true move of God, every move of God must move men to God. Every move of God must move men to God. Any move of God... That is not moving men to God. It's not a move of God. Are you following my point? Holy. You cannot be holy by yourself. So of us may come out of very strong churches. You know, my friend came out of... <laughs> well, they don't used to watch television in that church. No TV. No earrings. Don't even shake a sister. When I, went to their, when I went to their church, they sat, brothers sat like this, sisters sat like this. The day they invited me, I felt sick. Because we had come for Fanaya Brethren, Fanaya Brethren, um, what was you doing those days? Thanksgiving, Fanaya Brethren Thanksgiving. Eh? FYB. So when I came in, the brothers, 
were very happy. I mean, this was their final year. They have been on this campus for all these years. I mean, living in a school like OAU is a great testimony. They wore very beautiful clothes. Not revealing clothes, though. Just beautiful guineas, starched the guinea. You know, so somebody wore guinea. I got down on a blue, a, a, um, he wore sky blue on navy blue. Just beautiful, looking glorious. You know, and I was like, yeah, because my friend invited me that they are going to give us meat pie. And those days, students anywhere, they're selling food. Right there. So I said, they're going to be food. I said, I'm coming with you. So I went there with him, and they've already given us the meat pie and the coke and all that. Until this, somebody just can say, the superintendent. So, 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 superintendent. He came with two, sisters, two women. When he was done preaching, he said one of the sisters should come and pray. That one started to cry. He said when, the, when Nehemiah was building the wall, when Nehemiah was building the wall, the young people were rejoicing, but the elders were crying, knowing that the wall, what glory the wall of... Ah, see, which kind of prayer is this? On the final year, brethren, Thanksgiving, only for the man to get her back and said, Brother Solomon, I'm disappointed in you. So you have these clothes, these colorful clothes in your wardrobe. Sister Lara, you are shame. And it started to, and this, way, this, this was their happy day. This guy soiled everything. It, this, it broke, even the meat pie they gave me. I was not able to eat it. The, it, it broke down, it brought the spirit of heaviness. It destroyed everything. He said, and you were even taking pictures. You were taking pictures. Because we want to go and show the world that this is what our church has become. He seized the cameras, removed the film, tore everything, carried his back, and those sisters. <laughs> and they were going, destroyed everything, dropped the mic, walked away. So who will climb the stage now? One brother, someone of courage, came on this and says, Well, our father has rebuked us. He shouted, I am not your father! Go and look for your father! <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. I sat there, I told my friend, I said, don't ever invite me here again. What kind of thing is this? Everybody was crying. Do you know this my friend that was so holy? That, was, that would not even watch a movie, that was not touch a sister, that would not even shake a sister. This is my friend. The moment he graduated like this, he first impregnated two girls. I'm telling you. When he impregnated the two girls, I left Ife. When I heard, you see, it was like when Nehemiah heard of what happened to the wall of Jerusalem. Pack small clothes. I said, I need to see my friend. Two girls? This was a guy that wouldn't even touch a sister with a long stick. Because you build your entire religion and holiness around religion. You see, the Holy Spirit is what helps you be holy. That guy. I went to his house. I slept in his house that night. I sat in there and said, Brother so so and so, what happened? Bro, Philip, I must tell you the truth. You know, he started explaining what happened. In explaining what happened, he now told me that one of the girls had miscarriage. You know, in my mind, I've never thanked God for a miscarriage before. 
someone like me. I've never thanked God, but I say, wow, thank God. <laughs> because at least one down, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Well, at least that one is out. I, I, I was, I'm telling you, I was, I was, I found myself thanking God that somebody had a miscarriage. Then he said, but I impregnated her again. Aha. <laughs> I said, why? <laughs> he said, you know, when I saw what she went through, I felt like I owe her something. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Two girls. It is the Holy Spirit that helps you be holy. Thank God for rules. Thank God for regulations. But if you build your whole work with God around all that, you keep falling down over and over until you stop in that says, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Some of us have come up with all kinds of new resolution. I'm going to do this from this year. I will not do this. I will not do that. And the Holy Spirit is looking at you. As you are making all those things. He knows that it is not self-discipline. It is the help of the Holy Spirit. How many times have you said this the last time? And the last time was not the last time. Have you tried before and said, Holy Spirit, help me? You know when that was... I was struggling with my prayer life. And I was struggling. And I was struggling. And I was saying, no, I have to pray. I mean, Philip, I cannot pray. What he says, do you know that you are a very proud person? Do you know that you have never spoken to me before about this, your prayerlessness? And say, Holy Spirit, can you help me? How do you have God on a standby like that? And you don't talk to him for help. The first thing it does for you, my time is gone. I'm going to stop here to continue on Sunday is that he helps you be holy. He was the one that helped me. He was the one that helped me. I spoke to him. I came out clear that this is who I am. I did not form cover. I did not form strength. I did not form like I had some form of way I could do it by myself. I came and said, God, I need your help. I need your help. You've been battling these habits for years. Have you told God to help you. Have you ever told God to help you? You've been battling this issue, struggling with this matter. This issue has been there. But have you ever spoken to God that Jesus, I need your help? You cannot do it by resolution. Every year people have new resolutions. Every year. Every year. They draft new ones. But latest, 4th, 5th of January, they have scattered everything. Say, well, we'll try again next year. And that year is coming. Somebody said, don't worry about my future. My future will not go anywhere. My future will wait for me. Because they have tried and tried. It's not working. It's because you keep trying with your strength. Ask the Holy Spirit. That this matter, help me. Now, if you are addicted to stuff, maybe addicted to alcohol, for instance. Have you spoken to God and said, help me with this addiction? You have used a kind of thing. They even give you this one. Don't drink that one. Don't go near them. You know, you can give all kinds of resolutions. Don't move close to them. Don't move this there. Don't do that. You are doing all those things. But then you keep finding yourself falling over and over in those things. Talk to the Holy Spirit. I want to be holy. I want to be pure. Pure in heart. 
pure in heart. Your thoughts can be pure. Pure thoughts. Pure. Pure. It's terrible because, you know, if I want to teach on, I, I overcome temptation and addictions. I'm, I'm, writing, I'm writing, I wrote a book on that. I'm not sure the publisher is done with the stuff. But I said that everything starts with the thoughts. If you nip it at the thoughts, you need to deal with the tree. Every sin comes as a thought. But the Holy Spirit helps you nip that thought while you are strategizing. It takes a lot of strategy to commit some of these sins. You have been planning on it. You are going to do this. You are going to do that. So if you allow God to help you nip it at the board, the Holy Spirit helping you nip it at the board, you found out that it can help you. You soon look back and say, Kai, so this is me. That means this, was, I didn't have, this thing had nothing on me. As you constantly yield to the Holy Spirit, some of us have temper tantrums. Temper. You flare up at any, any given um, you know, agitation. But as you submit to the Holy Spirit, you see the Holy Spirit helping you. Watch your tongue. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't act like that. Holiness unto God. Sexual purity is a warfare in our generation. You're going to stay pure sexually. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is the greatest work now. Sexual purity. Before anything, they have already put, I saw the one they put the phone on the, on the ceiling. New, new things. New, new things. Who is inventing all these things? I could remember there was one time there was buzzed challenge. Then there was a cyclophone, cyclophone, what was that? Symphony or something. Eh? What that? The tone, the tone blue. Silhouette. That one came, went. Many, many things just coming. Everything will be still you know, around sexuality, around nudity, around obscenity. And before you know it, you are hooked up. And the moment you watch one, the, the internet says, wow. Here you are. There are many, many ones, other ones, other ones, other ones. Before you are done, your entire heart is polluted. And before you can pray in tongues, you have to begin to strive and strive. But if you submit to the Holy Spirit, you submit to the Holy Spirit, I tell you, it's one step at a time, one step at a time, before you know it, you look back and all that was an issue in your life. I know a guy who was very addicted, you know, was sleeping around, sleeping around, sleeping with women, had to be around women. I told him, I said, what do you need is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit changed his mind. You could not believe that this guy, this guy, can, some people don't even believe that people can change. Some people, people can never ah, change. This guy can never change. But with the Holy Spirit on his heart, before you know it, that guy, he married, he married properly. He never touched any other woman. If you see how he values his wife, you don't wonder that, ah, you thought that his life has been destroyed. But the Holy Spirit, car, as you submit yourself to anything that is a struggle in your work with God, he will deal with it. He will deal with it. He will help you be holy. Your thoughts, your life will be holy. Things that used to sweet you, you know this appetite grows. Nobody was born to like big bonbon. Nobody, when they, when they born, they like this. The first thing that came to that baby's mind is big bonbon. But the appetite grew. Are you following my point? Now, if you watch the social media, and they are moving, they are, they are moving us like this. You know that thing I do? I could say that when I was young, when I was a, was a, was a young child, nine-year-old, ten-year-old, the people that, the, 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 the stature that was reigning was Lepashandi. They called them Lepashandi. Slim, shady. I mean, the brothers in our streets who loved women, say, ah, you see that girl. 
See, I should slay. That is what everybody wanted. People that were very fat, they abused them. They called them orobo. Orobo. See, what will be robo, robo? Bloom, bloom. They abused them. See, look at that big bum bum. Just big bum bum. Carry big bum bum everywhere. That was what was raining. Slim. It must be slim. Everything's slim. How did we leave that? And come now. To find slim girl now in Lagos. <laughs> to find a slim lady in Lekki now. Google it. Slim, where do slim ladies stay? Google say, I have no idea. <laughs> Everybody has gone to do something. Are you following my point? So they are changing, appetites are growing. They are forming up, they are causing cravings. This is what to desire. This is what to love. This is what to like. This is what to. So people's appetites were brooding towards those things. And it takes time of meditating on those kind of stuff. But if you begin to yield to the Holy Ghost, it will undo everything that has been done. Your appetite will be sweet, it will be pure. The thoughts in your mind, if you see a lady or you see a guy, the first thing in your mind is not to sleep with the person, it's how this person is your brother. You don't, it doesn't even cross your mind sleep with that person. But you know that it takes time as you yield to him. As you yield, it's like wash, Bible says, by washing of the water by the word, it will be, it will be washing you every morning, every morning. Isaiah says, it will get me up morning after morning. I open my ears at the learned. I do not, I'm not rebellious. It's as you open yourself and you follow him, the Holy Spirit will help you become holy. You stop abusing your husband. Stop fighting your wife. Stop doing those kind of things. The Holy Spirit will talk to you and help you. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our hands and just worship Him. Father, I worship you tonight. Thank you for your word. It comes to us like water, like river. Like river, your word changes us. It changes us. Your word changes us. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.